Hey, 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 everybody. It's your girl, Leah T. Porter, and I'm coming to you with a new episode of I'm Making Moves podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you make moves in business, life, culture, education, and the arts. All right, you guys, on today's show, we have a very, very special guest that I'm excited about because you know your girl is all about health, wealth, and improving yourself, not only mentally and emotionally, but physically as well. And we have Miss Bianca Plant. She's a cookbook author and a nutrition advocate, which I love so very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's with us today to share some of her knowledge. Um, things that she has going on within our community and how she's helping all of us to stay healthy, stay strong and really moving towards bettering ourselves and improving ourselves from the inside out. So Bianca, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am excited to have you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love, I just want to first say, I love what you are doing within our community and just um, putting so much great information out there. Um, I'm always stalking your, uh, your social media pages, looking for your, um, you know, for your information. I know you put, you know, food that can help, you know, uh, fight belly fat and things like that. I'm like, yes, this is what I need. So I just (laughs) love, I just want to commend you and first say that I love what you're doing. I love the positive, um, helpful information that you're putting out there, but I want you to introduce yourself. Tell, um, I'm making moves community who you are what you do and yeah go ahead and do it girl <laughs> well I just want to thank you for having me on your podcast I'm excited to be here um, but my name is Bianca Plant I am originally from Lafayette Louisiana and I went to school for dietetics and nutrition so you know I got my bachelor's in dietetics And then I went on to get my master's in healthcare administration. So my main focus is health and wellness. And, you know, I kind of want to tailor it down to what we eat because we eat here in Louisiana. Girl, do we? (laughs) We eat, okay? So, but what we eat is not the healthiest. I mean, we have amazing food here in Louisiana, but it's not the healthiest. And, you know, with African-Americans in our community, we just are susceptible to all the chronic diseases. I mean, whether it's genetics or coming from a family, maybe that just doesn't exercise or you just eat whatever, you know, we have diabetes, we have cancer, heart disease, all that, you know, and especially with us being in this pandemic right now, we won't easily bounce back because we have these diseases. So, you know, it's, you know, my responsibility, I feel like to help us to be able to change our lifestyle, not just changing our diet, because we love saying that, Um, But we all know that it has to be a lifestyle change. Most definitely. So you graduated from the Southern University, am I correct? Yes, I got my master's from Southern. Yeah, girl, look, when you're a Jaguar, you're a Jaguar, girl. (laughs) Yes, I rep Southern to the fullest. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So you're a dietitian and a nutritionist, which I think is so, um, so very unique. I think it's a unique, I find a unique journey that sometimes people, you know, um, find what was your inspiration or your 
motivation to become a dietitian or and a nutritionist? And how has your journey been thus far? Well, I basically wanted to pursue this career because, well, number one, I kind of started fiddling around in the kitchen when I was younger, like cooking and <laughs> stuff. So I know I wanted to do something with food, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I kind of did my research and saw that, oh, okay, well, I can play with food, but I can also help people also yeah. in the kitchen as well. So, you know, you know, we all have family members that are sick they might have a chronic disease and you know we go to these doctors and they give us medication but they don't tell us how to eat exactly. you know and, and that goes hand in hand and we don't realize that so you know that was the reason why I really wanted to get into this field but it hasn't been easy it's you know becoming a dietitian I, I still have to take like my board exam you know so right now I have a provisional license so you know I don't practice in the hospital anymore um, maybe eventually down the line, but it's a tough process to become an African-American registered dietitian. Yeah. Like the board exam is tough. The process of even getting to that point is tough, you know, but you know, you, if that's what you want, of course, you're going to persevere. You're going to keep going. So, you know, and my end goal <laughs> is to, you know, eventually possibly have like a private practice where I can actually help us and also be able to you know show us how to eat as well you know because we we just don't know how to cook healthy even if we try you know we just we're not used to that mm -hmm. yeah so I have a question um do you feel that there's a lack of I don't want to say diversity but a lack of African-American especially African-American women within a dietitian world um and do you feel like it's something that if more of us would take a, I guess, a career path towards that, we could see more? Or how do you feel we could see more African-Americans in the field that you're in to, um, to help even more of us? Well, a lot of people don't know, but about only 2% of African-Americans are dietitians. Wow. 2%. Like that is it's unreal. That's like little to none. So exactly. you will rarely see us, you know, and I don't know if it's because, you know, th these types of dietetic programs are not offered at certain schools, or maybe this is just never mentioned to, um, I guess, young adults that this could be a career path for them instead of being, you know, the, just the food manager or just a cafeteria worker and nothing's wrong with that but why not take that step to become a, a dietitian you know why not make that extra step to get those credentials you right. know it may be a tough journey but it's not enough of us you know and so many people are so lost i mean in meaning minorities i'm not just going to say african americans i mean i'm talking about minorities when i did practice in the hospital I mean, minorities were confused because they didn't yeah. know what to eat according to their culture. Because when we just see Caucasians, they don't understand our culture. They right. don't. So it's so hard for me to ask, well, how do I cook this and it still tastes good? Or, you know, how do I incorporate culturally my foods and my heritage into being healthier? You know, they can't answer that. 
So it's so important for us to take that step and actually being in the medical field, you know, getting those credentials, you know, and whatever it takes. Well, represent, we always say that representation matters. So having Mm -hmm. you as an African-American woman in our community are just visible, I feel like is definitely a start. Um, I think what you're doing, you're going to give even the thought or the idea of someone who likes to cook or who wants to help people in a more physical aspect, hey, this is something that I can maybe go to school for, or this is something I can make a career out of. So just you putting all of this great information out and you being who you are, I feel like you're going to be that, that light that kind of ignites other people to go after, um, you know, this career path. So again, I commend you for being, um, being a positive force within the health industry for African-Americans, not just in Lafayette, but just in general, because that 2%, I feel like needs to go up to 6% and then 10% and then 50% even more. So we're starting with you. We're starting with you. So you (laughs) are the light girl. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Yes. You have a, um, a business eating God's way. Tell us a little bit about that. So I started as a food blogger and, and, you know, just kind of blogging about food and what I cook. And then I was like, well, why don't I just put it in a cookbook? So I started off like that and I I wrote my cookbook. I published it um, about a year ago and, you know, it's doing well. And I think now people are kind of seeing, oh, well, it's time for me to make some change. Let me, let me purchase this cookbook. (laughs) Um, I don't blog as much, but, you know, other than the cookbook, I do meal prep. So I kind of stopped doing that for a little bit, but now I'm actually one of the chefs at Handy Stop in Lafayette. And so I'm going to be relaunching my meal preps there. So I actually will have a storefront for my meal prep. Oh, that is awesome. Congratulations, girl. That Thank is so huge. So we're going to dive into some, to some questions, a little bit more serious questions. So we often hear about health disparities um, and racism within our community, especially during these times of COVID. Um, why is it important to be aware of those health disparities and how does those affect us? It's very important, you guys. We, we have got to go to the doctor. Before you come to me or her dietitian, we have got to go to a doctor. And I know a lot of times we just don't have trust for these doctors. And so we just don't go. And that's not the solution, you guys. (laughs) This is not, you know, I do encourage going to African-American, you know, MD, if, you know, if you are African-American, because we're relatable. We can relate to another African-American. I do say that, you know, if you do happen to go to a Caucasian doctor or a doctor of another race, you have to ask questions. You know, we we have to ask questions. We have to get blood work yearly um, to see what's going on. And if you don't understand, you have got to ask questions. You know, if it seems like your doctor is just kind of blowing you off, well, maybe you need to find another doctor, you know, besides asking questions. But we have to be our own health advocate. Like we have to, like we cannot depend on a doctor because a doctor's job is to put it on, put us on medication. A dietitian's job is to help you to actually eat better so you can get off of the medication. So, you know, it, it, that is important information to know. 
Yes, yes. You know, a doctor does not go to school for nutrition. They may take one nutrition class out of their entire residency uh, of, of becoming a medical doctor, but they do they don't know that they, they don't, you know, specialize in that to be able to tell you, um, well, eat this and that. They can recommend a diet for you, but they're never going to go in depth with that. So, you guys, it's important that you know, you know what's going on with your body. You do blood work every year. You know, if you don't understand, ask questions. And then, you know, continue to follow up from there to resolve those issues. Most definitely. And I, I feel that I find it's interesting that you said, um, like with doctors, not really, not say not knowing about nutrition, but that's really not their their specialty. Because oftentimes mm-hmm. I do find that there's a tug of war between doctors and between um, people who are into more into food, using food to heal you, using food to really um, turn around chronic diseases and things of that nature. I oftentimes feel like those two are not on the same page. Like it's right. really two different information. So you putting that in that perspective made me realize, okay, I understand why. Because it's not the same, it's not on the same spectrum. And oftentimes I would put dietitians and doctors on the same spectrum, but right. it's a little different. And I mean, yeah, it is a little different, but dietitians do medically know what's going on. We have to know, we study right. that. You know, I cannot diagnose you. A doctor has to diagnose you, but I can, I can recommend a diet plan for you. If you, if you're diabetic, then we know there are certain things you can't eat or, you right. know, if you're having other issues, you know, but yes, a doctor will diagnose you, but then he'll also refer you to a dietitian if need be, because he cannot, he just, can, he doesn't specialize in that. He cannot right. go any further. So and that's, that's how amazing. they go hand in hand. And I really wish, especially within the African American community, I really wish we would understand how important it is to go to the doctor. Cause I mean, I know so many of us that, just don't believe that it's necessary or feel like we can self, I don't want to say self-help or self-medicate, but like we can fix it or we can take care of it. And we have to go to the doctor. That is so important to get regular checkups, not just when you're feeling bad or feeling like something is wrong. Like we have to be proactive instead of reactive. Like we got to make sure. And I do tell people that, you know, if your doctor puts your own medication, then you need to take the medication. Don't right. just not take it and then be like, oh, I'm going to just eat better and exercise and I'll be all right. That's not always the case. You know, there are some people that um, may be on high blood pressure medicine and they eat perfectly fine and they exercise. But genetically, if it's in your blood, if, if you have it genetically, you may need to stay on the medication until your right. doctor discontinues it. I mean, that's just what it is. So Y'all, it's so important that you go to the doctor and, you know, instead of waiting till you feel bad because, I mean, heart attacks, silent killer. I mean, you do not know when a heart attack is about to happen to you. It just happens. Most definitely. That's great, great information. What do you feel we can do to decrease and overcome health disparities? Um, especially moving during this time of COVID. I know, especially surrounding African-Americans with, um, 
with our health conditions that is really tied into uh, our food that we eat within our culture. But what can we do during this time to kind of decrease and overcome some of those health disparities, especially during a time that's so important, like now during a pandemic? Yeah, definitely. I always um, recommend increasing your fruit and vegetable consumption. It doesn't mean I'm saying be vegan or um, be vegetarian. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that, you know, we do not eat enough vegetables. That's just how it is. I mean, you can even go to a birthday party or something like that. And it's nothing but rice and gravy, rice dressing, spaghetti, <laughs> meat. And okay, like you might get a vegetable, but it's like the size of a quarter. I mean, you know, you just don't eat enough no. vegetables. And our body needs that. We don't understand that it's not just, oh, well, I'm eating a vegetable and a fruit today. No, our body needs those vitamins, those minerals to actually keep going. I mean, just to keep our body going on a daily basis. So, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, I know because of our skin pigment, we are, most of us are low in vitamin D. Um, we get that from the sun. You most likely can get it from like green vegetables or like cheese or fish, but not so often. So I always recommend like taking vitamin D, you know, that, that helps to boost your immune system, taking zinc, that boosts your immune system. Uh, vitamin C. Now you can, some vitamins you can get from food like vegetables. So, you know, vitamin C, you can get that from eating, you know, so you know, but we just we just don't eat enough fruit and vegetables. And that's probably the number one thing I always recommend to um, block those those bad cells from coming in and creating cancer and creating other chronic diseases. That's what protects our cells. More fruits and vegetables, ladies and gentlemen, more fruits and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I can contest to that because um, I have a, a little health you know, my own health journey and story that I'm not going to, you know, indulge too much into because I don't want to spend the next two hours talking about it. But, <laughs> um, but I find that when I started introducing more vegetables and more fruits into my diet, I felt so much better. Yes. Like I can feel the difference. And even now, because it's still kind of hard to completely get away from your Louisiana food and things that, you know, we really like to eat and we really enjoy. Mm -hmm. But when I have my moments of indulging in the bad stuff, I can feel a difference from when I'm indulging in the good stuff, you know, right. so making sure that we're eating our fruits and our vegetables is so, 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 so important. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. um, so we know that eating healthy helps our physical being. How else does eating healthy um, contribute to just a well-balanced life in general, just as a whole? I think it, it also helps us mentally. I mean, I know there are certain foods out there that will actually drain us and actually can sometimes trigger anxiety and depression. And those foods are added sugars and sugars, and that comes from carbs. We love carbs. Because the more you eat it, the more you crave it. So, you know, those types of food can trigger anxiety and depression. And that's one thing that we don't talk about enough is mental health. Yeah. You know, so that all ties together, you know, 
in eating healthier, not just fruits and vegetables, but whole grains. I'm talking about like whole grain bread, brown rice, brown pasta, oatmeal, popcorn. These are whole grains that we don't eat enough. You know, we, we like the white rice and all that, but it's not really helping us, you know, even just eating leaner meats, you know, nothing's wrong with eating greens and black eyed peas and yams and okra. That's, that's part of our culture. But when we start to eat, adding these like fatty meats, you know, then that's when the blood pressure and the heart disease comes along. So we have to look at the entire spectrum of things, you know, why are we eating these things? Why do we need to switch our lifestyle lifestyle into eating, you know, healthier meats all around, like healthier, even um, whole grains, you know, we don't think about that. Um, even dairy, people ask about dairy. That's a big African Americans, <laughs> we just lactose intolerant. But another thing about dairy is that it, it almost creates this um, mucus. Mm -hmm. um, I hate to be too graphic, but you know, it creates this mucus and this mucus can then turn into cancer. It, it's, it's a long story. It's a lot of research into it, but you know, I recommend if you're going to eat dairy, you know, even a vegan cheese or like an almond milk, you know, we have to get away from that dairy because, you know, what they're feeding these cows, you know, is creating bacteria within their stomachs and then we're eating it and drinking the milk. You know, it's just, it's a cycle, you guys. Yeah. And we just have to get out of that cycle. We have to break that cycle. Most definitely. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people don't make a connection between healthy eating and mental health. And I find, even for me, I find that there, there may not be a big connection, but I do feel like there's some type of connection. Cause I know once I started my journey, one thing that I tell people all the time is that when I started eating healthier, losing weight and just becoming more healthy overall, I felt like I can think clearer. I felt like I yeah. could make better decisions. I felt like I had more energy, which in return, I was able to, you know, execute certain things within my job, within my business. So eating healthy is not just for me, it's not just about becoming physically fine, which we all want to do that. Right. You know, <laughs> we, all, we all want to look our best and feel confident and feel comfortable. But it's also about adding value to other parts of our lives that are just as important. And a lot of times it kind of goes back into what are you eating? What are you putting in your body that's fueling your brain, fueling your energy so that you can get through the day and execute all of these different wonderful and great things that you have going on to the best of your ability. So eating healthy is really not just about the physical, but it's about connecting everything together. Right, right. And I tell people that, you know, um, things that are going on in our brain and how we think is actually connected to our gut. And people don't yes. realize that yes. if you're not taking care of your gut and keeping that good uh, flora and bacteria in your gut going, um, like I, I recommend probiotics, you know, that kind of keeps your, your gut going and flowing like, like it should, but like your brain and your gut like go hand in hand. And you know, if you, you're not taking care of your gut by what you're eating, then mentally, you're just not going to be, you know, you're not going to think clear, you know, you're going to be sluggish, you know, your whole psyche is going to be off. So, you know, 
it's, it's important, you guys. We got to put it in perspective. Most definitely. Um, so you gave us some really great tips about probiotics, about foods that we can eat, even like you said, like you said, you don't have to become vegetarian. You don't have to become vegan, which some people feel like the only way I can be healthy is if I get rid of meat or get rid of eating all of these, you know, things that I love. You can still eat some of the things that you love, but making sure that it's, you know, it's done in a right and healthy way. So share with us, how can we move towards a healthier life overall and give us some tips like, everyday tips and habits that we can do to inch our way, even if we're not ready to go full force, taking right. those small baby steps, um, just things that we can do every day to increase our healthy habits within our life. Well, I think we have to realize that healthier eating is a process. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it takes some time to get adjusted to even you know, when we start something new or we're eating something that we may not have tried before or we don't like it, it actually takes 21 days for your taste buds to adjust to something new. So even if you don't like it the first time you try it, keep trying it. Even with kids, they're picky eaters. You have to keep introducing food to them. You have to keep trying new foods with them. Um, but I do recommend, you know, getting the whole entire family involved in a lifestyle change. So just even starting with going to the grocery store, we have to take time to go to the grocery store and have a grocery list with you because you go to the store empty handed, or if you go to the grocery store hungry, you're, you're going to be completely lost. So, you know, I do recommend bringing a grocery list to shop and to actually begin meal prepping, you know, prepping your meals maybe the night before if you have to. Um, but I do want to recommend, you know, stocking up on fresh or frozen produce. Of course, you want to stay away from the canned vegetables if possible. So fresh and frozen. I do recommend um, supporting your local farmers. They do have fresh fruit and vegetables year round for whatever season. And when you do get things that are in season, that means they're going to taste better and they're going to have the most nutrients. So that's important. Um, like I said about whole grains, you want to make sure that you have whole grains in your diet every single day. So whole grains do help to um, reduce your cholesterol levels. Whole grains reduce um, how sugar, how fast sugar goes into your bloodstream if you're diabetic. Um, so, you know, having these whole grains, like I named before, oatmeal, um, popcorn, whole grain bread, um, whole grain rice, you know, having that in your diet will help to reduce your cholesterol levels and help your gut. Uh, moving over to your meat. So this is kind of tricky. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, I don't eat meats anymore. And that's fine. You know, you don't have to eat meat. But for those meat eaters like myself, um, I do recommend eating like if you're going to eat chicken, of course, you want to stick with the white meat. You know, that's your breast and your wing, of course, skinless. If you're going to do beef uh, or pork, I would recommend grass fed. Now, African-Americans, you know, I would say that you eat less than 18 ounces a week because that increases our chance for cancer. So, you know, you don't want to overdo the red meat. So I'm talking about beef, 
pork, um, those things. That's our, that's our main meats right there. <laughs> we love that. So less than 18 ounces a week, we want to stay away from um, limit that red meats. Salmon, uh, mahi, tuna, those are some good fish. I know we love catfish down here, but <laughs> it's a fatty fish. <laughs> so we want to try to stay away from that. And I think the main concern is staying away from processed foods. So when I say processed foods, I mean anything in a box, anything in a bag that you can just cook really, really quick. You know, those are processed foods that will increase um, high blood pressure, that will increase um, anything. Diabetes, it's, it's just full of salt. We want to stay away from fast food and processed food. That and a is lot of people, thing. and I don't want to cut you off, but a lot of people mm -hmm. always um, put processed food in the category of just fast food, like going to McDonald's or going to Popeye's or Taco Bell or any of those. And a lot of people don't really understand and know that processed foods is all also things that you buy in the store, things right. that you can cook at home, but are not necessarily the healthiest. Like you said, those box foods, some of those even can't like canned goods, like it's mm -hmm. so high in sodium beans. It's so like high. Yeah. in sodium. So Yo, when I mean processed foods, I'm talking about pizza, hot dog, deli meats, like ham, turkey, bologna, sausage, hot dogs, smoked foods. I know we love like smoked <laughs> turkey necks and all that type of stuff, but y'all, the best thing to do is get fresh meat. I mean, that's, that's another way to substitute it out is getting fresh meat instead of something that is um that has smoked and has added nitrates to make sure that it lasts longer on the shelf so you know we we have to try to stick with fresh food whole food and you know some people are like well what about fruit juice well you want to be able to eat the whole food which is the actual fruit itself so yeah, yeah so we we have to think about that and of course just sticking with water as as our beverage we don't drink enough water. Sometimes we say, well, I'm hungry. When sometimes it means we just thirsty. Just drink <laughs> so, a glass of water, girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we want to keep that all in mind, but we want to think about our portions too. So, you know, yes. make sure that we're eating more vegetables. We're eating colorful vegetables. So your entire plate should not just be brown. So, you know, sometimes we do meat, rice and gravy, and some potatoes. That's a brown plate. We want a colorful plate. We want spinach. Yes. Uh, we want some peppers on the side. We want some, um, I don't know, just carrots, just colorful. We want it to be colorful so that our body is getting all the nutrients that we need. Most definitely. Those are some great, great advice and tips that even myself, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to try this because I don't know if my plate is always colorful, Bianca. Um, <laughs> it, it might not always be brown because I'm not a meat eater. I've been vegetarian for, it'll be three years. Actually, it was three years last week. Um, so I don't eat meat. So I don't really have a brown plate, but it's not always colorful. <laughs> <laughs> but I can say you're absolutely right, especially with, like I often tell people, it, it's not, it's not like an overnight process, right? Becoming healthier, changing your lifestyle is not an overnight process. Unless you have a real strong determination, you're not going to wake up one morning and say, you know what? 
today is the day I'm going to become healthier. And then everything that you've ever known when it comes to food and nutrition is changed. That's not realistic, you know? And like you said, it takes 21 days to create a habit. Yeah. And I know for me, there's so much, so many foods that prior to me being healthier, I didn't eat. Like even your onions and bell peppers, mushrooms, those things I would never eat. And once I started eating healthier, it really opened my mind to eating more fruits, more vegetables and things that are necessary. So I just want to tell people that be very, um, be very patient with yourself. You know, like she's, she shared, Bianca shared some great and amazing tips with everyone and take and add maybe one or two of those a week, you know, or every two weeks to your, to your life and don't feel like you have to do everything right now. Can you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And even just baby steps. I tell people, you know, say if you're a person that's so used to eating a burger and fries and a Coke, So Mm -hmm. some simple little baby steps you can do is maybe just get that burger, but get a salad on the side with some water. And then like week by week or day by day, you start to say, oh, well, you know, I don't really need this burger anymore. I'm just going to do the salad, you know, or maybe you're a person that gets um, like takeout or something like that. Maybe you can add in like some, some vegetables with that takeout and then increasingly, you know, add more vegetables to your plate. You know, so it's, it's little things that you can do, you know, where it's just baby steps and you're not just, you know, changing cold turkey. Yeah, because I feel like when you try to just go in cold turkey, for some people it worked because for me it worked. Mm-hmm. But I was to a point to where I was just really over where I was and I was ready for a change. But yes. for a, a lot of people going cold turkey really makes you revert quicker back to your old ways and your old habits because mm-hmm. it's hard to keep up with um, keep up with something that you're not used to. So, you know, like you said, those small steps, instead of getting a burger and a Coke, getting a burger and a salad, and then Uh next month, trying just a salad and just those small steps, because for me, health and wellness is more, like I said, more than just being physically fine or being physically fit, but it's really about adding, value to every aspect of your life that's going to help you become a well-balanced person in general, Um, help you to make better decisions, help you to be more, even more pleasant, you know, just in general (laughs) (laughs) and more happy and, you know, adding to your businesses and your jobs and having more energy for your kids, for your home life, you know, so health and wellness is so important. Um, and especially within the African-American community, because like you said, culturally, we are used to certain things and it's okay. I feel like it's okay. It's a part of our culture, but we also have to be smart enough to make decisions that's going to allow us to live a ha- happy, healthy, and fruitful life. Yes. So I want to thank you for sharing all of that great information with us today. Thank Is there you. anything that you have coming up that you want to share with us that we can support you on um, or that we can just, you know, your book, how can we buy your book? Um, any 
how, how can we get in touch with you for meal preps or just anything that you have going on that we can be a part of? Because you have so much great information to help and share with our community. And I want people to be able to reach out to you. So you can reach me on www.eatinggodsway.net. So on my site, you'll be able to order my book. You'll be able to see what meal preps I do offer. Um, and we will be offering meal preps at Handy Stop, which is downtown Lafayette, um, starting September 1st. So, you know, if you're a person that doesn't maybe like to cook or maybe you just want to pick up a meal or two for the week, you can start picking up your meals September 1st at Handy Stop. Also, uh, September 1st, we will be doing a nutrition segment. I do do a nutrition segment through my church every month. We have one September 1st, September 29th, and then we have another one coming up in October. So you'll be able to watch that on my Facebook page. So you can watch that on Eating God's Way Facebook page. That is great. So let me ask about the meal preps. Ken, is this something that you can... um, put like putting a request for it to be personal. Like if there's something in particular that I want, um, like, you know, for the week, can I customize my meal preps? Well, I have it set up on my website to where you can make a request if need be. So I'll get it in advance and try to, you know, make sure I can accommodate you, but it's pretty much, um, a set schedule or set menu. It'll kind of change weekly. Um, but yes, if you do have some, you know, special accommodations that you need made, you know, just let me know on my website. Most definitely. Well, again, thank you so much, Bianca, for joining us today on Amiki Moves podcast. I think this is some great information that people can take. And as we said, take small baby steps to being a healthier, happier, and better individual, adding value to your life in every possible way. So thank you for sharing all your great and amazing information with us and i'm hoping that this is not your last time to come and share with us (laughs) thank you so much for having me no problem all right everyone that is it for today's show and thank you for listening to this episode of i'm making moves podcast and i want all of you to do me a huge huge favor please comment and rate this podcast show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I would love to hear your feedback on how we can continue to help you make moves. It's Leah T. Porter with I'm Making Moves Podcasts.